real positive news that I think has kind of flown under the radar here in London. Uh, a new report came out just late last week. Uh, London named in the top 10 in North America in tech markets, uh, according to this report by the CBRE. Uh, London cracked the list last year as well, uh, coming in at number 10. We moved up two spots now to number eight. I think this is phenomenal. Carmi, what was your reaction, I guess, when you saw this report? Uh, the first word that came to mind, Scott, was hallelujah, because, you know, I've been singing the London tech market's praises for years. And the interesting thing about sort of who we are as a tech sector is that we don't tend to celebrate our successes as much as we should here in London, that we have some incredibly innovative companies that are doing some amazing things out on the open market uh, and really making a name for themselves. Yet we don't really talk about them all that much closer to home and we should we should be celebrating our successes we we really do fight outside our weight class so to speak in terms of impact on broader markets and just you know the overall uh you know positive effect of our technology economy uh as a technologist as as an analyst who's followed the space for years to to luck into moving to a city because i'm not originally from here that has this undercurrent of tech innovation is incredibly exciting to me. It's literally in our backyard, and now we have a report from you know one of the you know a major you know CBRE is a major company um, that provides resources, real estate, namely uh, for the industry. For them to validate it really is is special, and I think Londoners, uh, whether you're interested in technology or not, we all deserve to celebrate. What stands out to you about the London market, and and maybe why we are now listed as the um, the eighth the best market in North America? I think the number, um, 79% growth in total, the, the size of the total tech market in London in one year alone. Employment jumping from 13,700 people to 16,100 tech jobs over the course of 12 months, which is massive growth. Uh, and I mean, no other city in North America is, is on that level, and which I think speaks volumes to the fact that London's doing all the things right. And I've been saying that for years is that we have all the ingredients. And what's fueling this is that we have great schools. We have Western and Fanshawe, uh, you know, as, you know, as, as well as a number of other private colleges that feed into the technology industry. We have a partnership between uh, academia and the business world and governments. We have elected officials who understand the language of technology, and I've met with, with most of them over the years, and they understand what makes this special. So when they go back to Queen's Park or they go back to Parliament Hill, they're speaking about what this city needs, and they're making sure that we're well represented when things like grants and programs and accelerators come up for bid. So, you know, we're connecting all the dots, so to speak. Uh, and as a result, if you're a, uh, an innovator, if, you, if you're you know, someone who may be gra- is graduating from school uh, and you want to start your own business, this is an amazing place to do it because all the resources are here uh, in terms of funding, mentorship, advice, uh, you know, real estate, uh, you, know, you, know, uh, you know, other competitors who can share resources with you. Uh, it's all here. The, the ingredients, it's like this giant pot of goodness. Turn on the heat, see what happens. But we've got that kind of critical mass here in London now, which is very exciting because there's so many other parts of the country that literally do not. Uh, and that's what sets us apart. And that's what's going to continue to be a huge driver of growth, even at a time when the economy is, is challenging on the outside. We hear all sorts of really negative uh, headlines about inflation and uh, interest rates and jobs and all that. But 
in the tech sector, London is just absolutely killing it and taking no prisoners. And that is the best possible news you can imagine. And we should be so, so proud. London tech analyst Carmi Levy joining us here on London Live. We're talking about a new report from the CBRE, uh, which named London as a top 10 uh, market in North America when it comes to our tech industry. Uh, Carmi, you kind of touched on it there, but I'm just curious if there are any sort of success stories that come to mind for you for, for local companies here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at Carfax Canada, originally Carproof bought out a few years ago by the parent company of Carfax for $650 million. There's Big Blue Bubble, which is, you know, has some of the most popular games that, that you and I will play on our smartphone. Uh, they're, you know, one of the biggest video game developers in the world, and they're located right here. Digital Extremes, uh, they're about to have the Tenocon conference later this month. Uh, Warframe is this global platform for, you know, m- multiplayer gaming, uh, and it, it originates right in our own backyard. Uh, you know, Mobiles, another huge success story. Paystone, you know, online uh, payments infrastructure that, you know, you may not even be directly aware of it, but if you're doing on, if you're working online, if you're engaged in anything that requires payments, this company's probably it. So, uh, we could probably devote an entire hour to just walk through some of the incredibly notable companies, literally in our backyard. But the the, the common thread among all of them is a they've taken advantage of the incredible resources available to us here, uh, and they've had a global impact. So that you know they're 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 you know they've got, they've got access to relatively affordable real estate relatively affordable talent, incredibly well-trained talent because of our education system. And they're going out and making a massive impact on, on a global scale. And that, to me, is what stands out. You would think, you know, stories like that from Toronto or from, you know, Vancouver, Calgary, you kind of expect that. From London, it sort of makes people stop and go, whoa, I didn't know that. And I love those moments like that. Every time I get together with friends, I always try to throw that into conversation because it certainly elicits a wow moment or two. Absolutely. And if we were to uh, publish a story about one of those successful companies that you mentioned, uh, people might not be able to read it on Facebook currently. Uh, we're following this whole situation with Meta, Carmi. Um, the latest being that a group of Canadian news publishers are calling on the Canada Competition Bureau to basically investigate uh, and stop Meta from blocking news content on its uh, digital uh, platforms. Um, what do you make of this? Will this have an impact, Carmi? I think it will. I mean, you know, it, this is an ugly story, and it's getting uglier. The government of Canada introduced the Online News Act, originally known as Bill C-18, to level the playing field, to force big tech companies like Meta and Google, Google to pay their fair share so that you know, the media companies that create good journalism um, can get some re- revenue back from it. And in, instead, what's been happening is for the last couple of decades, these companies have essentially been coming into Canada Produce, you know, leveraging the content that media organizations produce, not paying a penny back to them, but then selling ads against it and keeping all the profits, which, of course, has left our media industry in you know, rather dire straits. And so something's got to give. The reg- regulations had to be brought into the modern age, and that's what the Online News Act is about. Big tech not very happy about that because it means they're going to have to pay. And so they're negotiating hard, including threatening to take their ball and go home. Meta, of course, actually pulling the trigger on that thread, and they're starting to go dark, no longer cover- carrying Canadian media content on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's, it's, it's a negotiation tactic. Uh, they did the same thing in Australia, threatened to go dark, and then in the end, they ultimately negotiated something. Google is still at the negotiation table with the federal government. Meta is not. Um, but I think you know, you're going to see this kind of tit-for-tat, back-and-forth kind of thing over the next few months uh, until we get to around the end of the year, which is when the law is expected to be enacted to actually 
go into day-to-day enforcement. Um, I think at some point, saner heads will prevail. I think it's good um, that there is a call now to Competition Bureau to pressure big tech. Uh, but at the same time, I think in the end, there's too much money to be to, to be left on the table here. I think Matt is going to look at the dollars and cents and go, we can't afford to leave the Canadian market. We really should play ball. We're just negotiating hard. And, and speaking of Facebook, Carmi, uh, you shared a, a wonderful post over the weekend um, about an important milestone in your life and how it's it's kind of changed or shaped your perspective. I was wondering if you could share that with us as well, because I, I, I thought it was just wonderfully written. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, like 10 years ago, uh, some people, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't. I had a stroke. I was riding my bike and I, um, I had an accident. I turned my head the wrong way and I, I ended up tearing my carotid artery, which touched off a stroke. And thankfully, my wife recognized the signs. Thankfully, I got you know, world-class medical, medical care uh, as you know, immediately, and that allowed me to recover fully to the point that you know, I'm the same irascible individual that I was <laughs> way back when. Uh, and I feel, and I kept, you know, when, it's interesting when something like this happens to you, you suddenly start hearing everyone else's stories. And I kept hearing stories of, well, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's just a headache. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll just blow it off. I don't want to spend eight hours or 12 hours or whatever in the ER. I'm just going to ignore it. And in the end, they didn't get the medical care they needed. They suffered permanent damage. And I heard of some cases where people actually died because they didn't get immediate care, didn't recognize the signs or knew them, but still ignored them. So, my responsibility, given what I do for a living, I think, is tell my story and hopefully someone else will hear it. And so hopefully when something like this happens to someone else, the response will be, you've got to go get help. Get it now. That window of opportunity is very narrow. The longer you wait, the worse it is for you. I don't want anyone else to have to go through any unnecessary suffering. I want everyone to come back like I did. And if it means telling the story over and over again for the rest of my life, that is absolutely I'm, I'm on it, and I'm honored to be able to be a part of that story. Well, thank you for sharing. And, and as you put it, I mean, if one person just sees that and, and then, you know, maybe it has um, an impact in their own life, you know, down the road, they recognize those symptoms, as you said, it, it, it makes the world of difference. So, so thank you for sharing that, uh, Carmi, and, and your perspective on uh, this big news for London's uh, tech industry. Uh, thanks so much, Carmi. Really appreciate being here, Scott. Thank you so much. That was London tech analyst Carmi Levy joining us here.